All right, let's talk uh, meat. You guys ready to talk some meat? You want to talk some grilling? We'll talk some smoking on the phone with us is the Traeger Grill Master. It is Chad Ward. Chad, thanks for joining us. How are you, brother? Hey, Pete. Happy to be here, man. Doing well. How about yourself? Are you smoking something right now? What meat's on the grill? What's happening? Uh, right now, we got a brisket on. Uh, put it on early this morning. <laughs> Should be done uh, by dinner tonight. Of course you do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow. So today we're going to talk some meats and the people that call in and ask you a question, they qualify for the Ranger pellet grill that we're going to give away. Okay. Oh, that, that is awesome. Yeah. The Rangers, the Rangers are great. I've got one of those in my arsenal. Um, really good grill. Even you know, a lot of people look at it as a portable grill, but even if you're just one or two people, small household, okay. uh, you can cook dinner on it really, really easily. So if you get on the air and talk to Chad with a grilling question, we'll throw your name in the hat and we're going to pick a winner coming up uh, right before 4 o'clock. So, Chad, how does one become a Traeger Grill Master? What do you have to do? Do you go to school for that? What happens? You know, there is not a uh, there's not an accredited college that's offering that degree yet, but uh, <laughs> for me it was just I, I had a background in competition barbecue um, and, you know, it, it competed, you know, I think I've competed about 28 states. Really? Uh, won seven, yeah, yeah, and then won seven state championships and, and it just um, – I was working with you know a couple brands, Yeti and some different ones, and then uh, Traeger had a change in ownership about six years ago, and we crossed paths, and uh, we've been working together ever since. So it's a little bit of my background along with where they were going as a brand, and uh, and it's a, it's an awesome opportunity. I mean, get to work with some of the best barbecue folks in the business, and uh, we're really big in the, the athletic side of things. So we deal with a lot of athletes, so get to teach those guys how to Traeger and. Go cook for them, that kind of stuff's a blast. Wow. Well, what's the difference between charcoal, gas, and the pellet grill? Yeah, so going through, like, you know, if, you, if we start with gas, which is the, the you know, main, major, uh, what most people have in their backyard, with gas, my question always is, what flavor gas are you using? Um, you know, it's kind of a joke, but gas, you really don't get any of that, that flavor from it. Yeah. Um, it, is, it, it, it is pretty quick, but, I mean, with, with the Traeger grill, you can get started up depend on the size, in 10 or 15 minutes, um, ready to cook. Uh, charcoal, to me, uh, you do get some flavor off of charcoal, obviously, especially if you add wood chunks. A uh, little bit messier and, and just a little more to manage. you got to understand your airflow and those type of things. And then when you get the wood pellet cooking, uh, wood pellet cooking, I mean, as long as you, don't let, you keep it clean and don't let it run out of pellets and you know how to operate a dial or push some buttons, you're good to go. You're still going to get that 100%, you know, wood-fired flavor, yeah. um, you know, without all the hassle and, and maintenance right. and have to keep up with the cook the whole time. I knew you what you were going to say about a gas grill because you're a grill master. Of course, you're going to frown on gas, but when you're in a hurry and both of us, you know, I'm a working uh, father. My wife is a working mother. We have a kid that's 14. He's a growing boy, six feet tall, and the kid wants to eat. It's all about quick. Yep. Is there anything, it's all about quickness, is there anything that I can put on the grill or inside the grill to give it some flavor? Um, if, you, if you're doing it with a gas grill, you know, one thing you can do is you can take um, some wood chips yep. and put them, in a, put, them in a, uh, put them in a foil pack okay. and poke some holes in it and, and set that on your burner and then it'll help those chips kind of smoke a little bit. Okay, and that'll give it flavor, so that's not cheating, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's that's going to the next level. I like that. What's the biggest mistake people make with meat? They overcook it, right? Yeah, a lot of people overcook, and a lot of people don't calculate what they call the carryover cook, which is where when you pull meat off the grill, you know, let's say chicken breast. Everybody wants to cook chicken breast to one sixty five, and 
they think that may not be safe enough, so they end up going over that. Well, if you pull it off at 162, 163, that piece of meat, when you let it rest for five or ten minutes, is going to cook another two to three degrees. Um, if you have anybody that cooks wild game, that's another thing where people mess up is they'll cook it to their desired temperature and not think that it's going to overcook. Um, so, yeah, I would say overcooking is the, the number one issue. And a lot of times people want to do everything based off of time. And I always like to say every animal's lived a different life. So while time is a great guideline, yeah. internal temperature is really what you should be cooking based off of. Oh, my God. you I, Are you sure my wife didn't call you? I overcooked cooking <laughs> all the time. I overcook it all the time. And if I don't, I mean, there it's a it's a no-win situation for me. Chicken is so difficult to make on the grill because my wife always said, whatever you do, don't undercook it. I don't want to get sick. So you're paranoid, yeah. and then you pull it off the grill, and it's like a hockey puck. Help me. Yeah, here. and the one, thing, the one thing, too, that's changed a lot, and um, when, when you look at what the, the FDA says about chicken is – Everything's dead at 160 degrees instantaneously. Or right below that it says, or if it's had an internal temperature of 145 degrees for more than five minutes. So a lot of people, it's, it's easier not to explain that. So everybody goes, oh, you just got to cook it to 165. But also know that it's, it's still perfectly fine as long as that chicken breast has been 145 degrees internal for more than five minutes. Everything's dead. Okay. Everything is dead. How about salmon? Oh, man, salmon, that's one of my favorite things to cook. Um, to me, I cook it at 275 um, until it hits about 135 degrees. Okay. Um, you know, salmon salmon just so, you know, has, is so meaty and just has such a good flavor and so many good, uh, you know, fatty proteins that, yeah, to me, it's one of my, I, I probably cook it at least once a week. And it's okay to pull pork chops off the grill when they're juicy and a little rare, right? Yes. So pork used to be another one. Pork chops, where people would always want to say, it's got to be 165, it's got to be 165. Yep. No, once again, pork chops, you can pull uh, at 145 degrees, and then it's perfectly fine to serve a, a, you know, a slightly medium rare pork chop. I mean, especially the one, two that I'll tell you on is like if you're doing tenderloins. Tenderloins is where I notice the biggest difference when it comes to uh, to cooking pork down to that 145, 150 temperature. Right. They say so much more moist. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to grill tonight. By the way, how long, if you're going to make a steak, let's say someone's going to cook a steak tonight at 6 o'clock, when should you pull it out and put it on your counter? Because you want to cook at room temperature. So I, so with my steak, I, I cook it a, you know, probably more around, I put it on more around 55, 60 degrees, but I cook mine a lot different than others. Okay. Um, I use a, a technique called the reverse sear. So I'll, I'll pull the steak out, season it both sides. Um, let it set, you know, 35, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And then I'll start it at 275 degrees. What? And I'll let that steak. Uh, yeah. I'll, so I'll pretty much smoke the steak first until it hits about 115 degrees. And then I'll pull that steak off, turn my grill all the way up to 500, and then I'll sear it off at the end. Um, and the reason for that is when you sear it off at the end, those muscle fibers have opened up. So you're going to get a lot better sear and also you're not taking a cold or even room temp piece of meat and put it on a five or 600 degree fire because right. that ruptures the outside cells. So the slow cook and then the sear at the end. Who taught you that? How, yep. did, how did you learn that? You know, we call it, the, you know, me being from Florida, it's, it's, all, it's been called, I, I got introduced to it as the redneck sous vide. Um, <laughs> but it's something that I, that I learned just reading, you know, about different cooking techniques probably 10, 12 years ago. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Let's take. But it, some- it makes a super flavorful steak. Really delicious. I don't cook steaks any other way. And by the way, since you're from Florida, do you grill gator meat? Yes, I have. I've grilled. Uh, I've grilled some gator tail. I've grilled some gator uh, gator cheeks, and we've done a couple of whole gators. Wow, Chad Ward on the phone with us, the Traeger Grill Master. Let's take some phone calls. And by the way, when you get on, Mike, don't hang up because we're going to grab your information. We're going to pick a name. Someone's going to win the uh, Ranger Pellet uh, Traeger Grill before 4 o'clock today. Mike and Byron, what's your question for Chad? Hey, Chad. Uh, hey, Pete, thanks for taking my call. It's awesome growing day in Chicago. It is. And I got a flank steak that I've been marinating. Uh, since this morning, I cut, I scored it, and I'm marinating it in garlic and like a mm-hmm. fajita sauce. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I want to know, Chad, is uh, when, when I put it on the grill, they recommend sometimes to take the marinade and brush it over. Should he brush the like marinade over the, over the steak? Minutes. Yeah, I, I would. So I would. I I recommend never doing that. And it's just from a point of view of you're taking something that the raw meat has marinated in and putting it on a finished. You know what? What is going to be a finished product won't hurt you too much on beef. But uh, I've had people ask that about chicken and some other things where you take a chance of spreading any pathogens that the raw meat may have ah, had. So okay. Yeah, I I usually don't do that. Um, but but if you if you wanted if you love that flavor. He just wanted to make another quick batch of that marinade that oh, hasn't had the meat in it. You could easily do that. Okay. Just, just, just be careful if it's too sugary, like if it's got honey or something like that in there. If you start basting with it from the stop, from the start, those sugars are going to over caramelize and give it a little bit of an acrid flavor. So just keep that in mind. Got it. Thank you, Mike. Mike, hold on the line. We'll grab your info. Let's go to Terry and Rochelle. Terry, you're on with Chad Ward, the Traeger Grill Master. Hi, Chad. Thanks for hey, Terry, how are you? What's your I'm qu- good. What's your we question? We are literally in the mode of shopping for a grill right now. And we're, my husband and I keep going back and forth. And I've noticed that there's a lot of combo grills out there. So my question one is, does Traeger have any combo grills yet? And then two, tell me, like, sell me on the idea of why, why I should consider a Traeger because we mostly do, like, vegetables and fish and occasionally some chicken and and it's mostly after work so it's not like a long time that we can let stuff cook so sure well, yeah so, so tell me on any yeah absolutely i can do that so trigger doesn't have a, a combo grill yet like a like a hybrid we're 100 percent wood pellet company um so we don't have one of those but on, on why it would make sense for you and your husband and your family um with you know veggies fish and chicken is literally you get home from work you can go out there you can turn the grill up to 350 375 um and get your meat get it ready to go and and the grill is going to be ready for you and what i like about it is it's super easy to clean up you don't have to babysit it as far as um you know worried about fires or flare-ups or anything like that um and it's, it's just going to be more flavorful meal uh because you're cooking over that 100 percent wood fire um, and it doesn't have to be a hickory or anything like that. We sell uh, much more milder fruit pellets like cherries and maples and those kind of things um, that go better with fish and chicken, in my opinion. So I, I think it makes life really easy. Plus, you can confidently cook the whole meal on the grill. You can throw your asparagus on there, throw your chicken breast on there, and uh, and they're both going to turn out excellent and reliable. The other thing, too, is you don't you can actually, if you want to, if you're inside, 
helping the kids with homework or whatever the case is, you can watch everything on the grill from your phone. Um, so we've got Wi-Fi connectivity between you're using your home network between the grill and your phone. So you can do everything except turn the grill on from your phone. Isn't that great how technology has changed and has helped us over the years? I love that. Oh, it's amazing. It's just wonderful. Chad, I'm going to have you hold on a second. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll take some more more calls, okay? That sounds great. We'll talk to you in a few. Uh, Chad Ward, the Traeger Grill Master, on the phone with us. We have one line open if you'd like to get in, 312-981-7200. And remember, if you get on the air, we're going to pick a winner right before 4 o'clock and give away the Ranger Pellet Grill. It's 720 WGN. Chad Ward on the phone with us, Traeger Grill Master, taking phone calls. People want uh, to ask you some barbecue questions. Let's go to Ethan in Putnam. Ethan, what's your question for Chad? Hi, Chad. I was just wondering, when you're using a Traeger, how do you decide what species or what type of wood pellets to use? Yeah, uh, I, I can cover that for you for sure, Ethan. When it comes to um, when question. it comes to beef or any any kind of red meat, um, like a venison or an elk, I'm usually going to go with the heavier hardwoods. So that's going to be uh, usually hickory is my go-to. We also make a, a blend at Traeger called uh, Texas Beef Blend. That's really good. It's a uh, white oak, red oak, hickory, and rosemary, and it's a really good pellet. And then when I'm doing pork, chicken, um, fish, I'm usually more of a fruit woods guy. So, like, my number one combo of, of pellets that I like is a 50-50 mix of uh, pecan and cherry. Um, so that's kind of what I recommend when it, when it comes to, uh, to those different species. Oh, that's great. Ethan, hold on. We'll grab your info. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go to William in Geneva. William, what's your question for Chad Ward, Traeger Grillmaster? Hi, guys. Hi, Chad. Yes, William Geneva. I use my smoker at least twice a week. Tonight, I was going to make tilapia, and I, I was going to break out the cast iron. I usually cook it in that. I said, why not try the smoker? What would you recommend cooking, you know, pretty thin tilapia fillets at? Uh, I would I would say, and yeah, you, you can definitely do it in there. I've, I've smoked tilapia on my trigger plenty of times. Um, you can actually throw it on there. I usually cook mine at 275. And it's going to probably be, you know, depending on how thin the fillet is, you know, you'll probably be somewhere around 15 to 25 minutes. Um, and just flip keep them. an eye on it with the thermometer. Um, once you get on fish, them. I'm usually around 135. If you like yours a little more done, uh, you can go up to 140. William, what was would that? You, what was that question? You flip, do you flip them? Do you flip them, Chad? Um, cooking on a Traeger, I do not because it cooks with convection heat. Uh, um, okay. But depending on what, what you're cooking on, uh, you can obviously flip it, but at 275, you're not going to get a lot of grill marks or anything like that. So as long as you've got convection heat, that's fine. But if you've got your heat source like all coming from the bottom, then, yeah, I would probably flip in the middle one time. All right. Thank you, William. Let's go to Joanne and Joliet. Joanne, what's your question for Chad Ward, the Traeger Grill Master? Um, yes, I was wondering um, how do you cook, like, fresh shrimp, like cocktail shrimp? or Cocktail shrimp on the, the, on the grill. Fresh shrimp? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. As, as far as as far as shrimp, the way that I the way that I cook them is I, I'll usually buy uh, them in the shell and 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 shell them and devein them myself. And then the easiest way I find to do it is with skewers. And uh, and with those, I'm going to go at a little higher temperature. I'm going to be 350 to 375, and it's not going to be but maybe two and a half minutes each side. Uh, shrimp can get overcooked really quick. And uh, the one thing to look at is the color of them. When they start to turn to that, when they start to turn to that darker pinkish color, that's when they're done. Really? How long does shrimp usually take on the on the grill? 
Um, uh, it's three fifty-three seventy-five, maybe three minutes each side, two and a half minutes. That's quick. How about a how about a baked potato? How long does that take? Do you do you cook it in the oven ahead of time? Throw it on the grill? What do you do? No. So for me, with baked potatoes, I'll uh, I'll take and I will actually. Uh, just wrap it in foil and throw it on the grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three fifty. I will. I also like to put a little salt on the outside, and then and then wrap it up in foil. And I'll tell you, you know, at three fifty, I'm usually taking, depending on how big the potato is, forty five minutes to an hour. Okay, that's about right. I put salt and butter inside the foil. Is that okay? There's nothing wrong with that. I, I like where your head's at, Pete. <laughs> All right, let's go to Tim in Midlothian. Tim, you're on with Chad Ward, the Traeger Grill Master. What's your question? Hey, Chad, you know, going to the store right now, I'm going to go get a cut of meat, going to have a nice dinner with my wife. What do you recommend me go buy, and how should I cook it? Oh, man, you you, you give me that task, and I'm going to say, you know, nice meal with your wife. I, I'd get two ribeye steaks, but that's just me. I I love okay. ribeye. It's my favorite cut of beef. Um, that That's what I would go with. And bone in or no? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I prefer bone-in when I can get it. Uh, you're going to get a little bit more flavor from it. Um, yeah, but if, if they if they look just as good, I'll pick the bone-in over the boneless every time. All right, wonderful. And how long you cook it for? Nice um, we were talking earlier about the, the way that I like to cook my steaks with that reverse sear method. Uh, uh-huh. Depending on the thickness of it, um, like a two-inch ribeye is usually what I what I cook, and I'll um, I'll smoke that for about 45 minutes to 60 minutes till it hits uh, at 275. Or sorry, at 225 until it gets to an internal of about 110, 115. And then I'll go to 500 degrees and I'll sear it off about two minutes each side, looking for around 130, 132 degrees for medium rare. God, I love talking grilling. It gets me so excited. I love it. So your your favorite steak is the ribeye. What about the New York Strip? Best flavor? I, that, that, the New York Strip's definitely a close second. Uh, yeah, New York Strip's. You know, well marbled has great flavor. Uh-huh. Um, I just kind of grew up on ribeyes and have been partial to them, but I've uh, I've cooked and ate plenty of good uh, New York strips. And just to let people know, marble is a fancy way of saying fat. That's why the New York strip tastes so good. It's got fat, exactly. on it and fat equals flavor, right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Corey. Corey, what's your question for uh, Chad Ward, the Traeger Grill Master? Corey, you with me? I think we lost Corey. Okay, let's go to Jake in Peoria. Jake, you're on WGM. What's your question, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I cook a I cook a lot of wild game during uh, well during the whole year, and uh, I cook a lot of deer and duck. I'm wondering what flavor of wood goes best with those uh, those two options. And then another part of the question, I also cook for a lot of guys during hunting season. I think about buying a Traeger grill. Um, and but I also only have a family of three, so I'm wondering if there's a good in between option that you know I don't have too big a girl sitting in the backyard uh, all the time. Well, Jake, what what was what did you want to make? What was the first part? Give me the two again. I cook uh, deer and duck. I cook a lot of deer and duck. Deer I'm and what duck. Flavor it would. Okay. Yep. All right, Chad, you got that? Yep, I sure do. So, Jake, on the on the venison, I'm I'm usually cooking that over pecan. Um, you know, it's a, a bit of a hardwood, but not one of the heavier ones. With wild game, I just don't like overpowering it. You know what I mean? It's it's so beautiful and so delicious. I don't want to put anything that's too smoky on it. So I use pecan. And then on duck, I use cherry a lot. Um, once again, I just feel like it goes well with that high fat, that fruit flavor. It works out really well. And then you talking about you, you cook at a hunting camp, but then also you know throughout the year when you're not at camp, 
you've got a family of three. For me, I would tell you to probably look at that uh, Pro 70, Pro 780 that we have. Um, it's a really good grill. It's Wi-Fi connected, so you could have stuff cooking up at the camp while you're out hunting, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I cook for a lot of hunting camps, too, as part of my job. And I've used the 780 at a bunch of them, and it does a really good job. It can put out a lot of good groceries uh, for, you know, a 6- to 10-person camp. Man, people are serious about grilling, aren't they? Yes, they are. I love it. It's what keeps me, it's what keeps me employed. That's great. Let's do one more. Let's go to Tim in Oregon. Tim, what's your question for Chad Ward? Hey, I've got a question for you. Um, I, I don't have any kind of smoker right now. Um, well, I, I like to make a lot of sausage um, and do things like that, a lot of smoked sausages. And I, I just, what I'm doing now is hot smoking on, you know, conventional grills. And, and it works okay, um, but they're, it's not quite right. So with, with, with a product like a Traeger or, you know, a, a, any real smoker, you know, I see on TV, you know, they smoke for hours and hours and hours. Um, how long, like if I wanted to make an andouille, how long in, in a trigger, for instance, would that take? Would you smoke that for and at, at what temperature? Because I'm just kind of, you know, putting so, it together, you know. All right. Uh, yeah, so, go ahead, Chad. Yeah so, yeah, so for me, when it comes to, you know, smoking that raw sausage, I would probably start out at about 185 and get a, and get a good amount of smoke on it for the first couple of hours. And then I would bring it up and finish it at 225. And I would say, depending on what size casing you're using, um, and how full you've got the grill, that could be anywhere from, you know, three to four hours um, is, is what I would think at, at those temperatures. I'm kind of thinking the last time I did it. And it all depends, too, like if you do one big rope and just run it across the grate or if you're doing individual sticks or uh, however you decide to, to handle that. But I would say, you know, I like the 185 smoke for at least two, if not three hours, and then finish it up at 225. How many nights a week are you grilling? I've been home a lot since the, the COVID-19, so about four or five nights a week. Four or five nights. Man, that is great. That is awesome. Married? Family? Are you cooking for everybody? No, so I, I, I live, uh, I'm a single guy, so on my own. So I. Uh, that's why I said the Ranger's so good for one or two-person meals. <laughs> right. I cook on it a ton. That's perfect for you. Wow. Chad, Absolutely. You're, you're great, man. We'll have you back. I mean, I, I couldn't answer the phones fast enough, but I appreciate your time. What's the uh, the website people can go and check out the grills? Yeah, people can go to TriggerGrills.com and uh, check everything out there. And then also uh, follow us on social media at Trigger Grills. We post a lot of great content. And uh, also, if people go to the website, not only can they shop there, but I think we've got around 1,200 recipes. Oh, so wow. uh, all kinds of goodness to share with you guys. And Pete, it's been a pleasure, man. I would love to do it again anytime. Thank you, Chad. Have a great uh, Sunday, and uh, we'll be in touch. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Let me take a quick break. We're going to throw all the names in the hat. Let's see. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people on the air asking questions. We're going to take their names, throw them in a hat, and pick a winner, and we'll announce that next, right before news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Congratulations to William in Geneva. How are you, brother? Congrats. Oh, that's fantastic. You are gonna, a- you're going to pick up the Ranger Pellet Grill, courtesy of Traeger Grills, okay? Oh, awesome. All right, my friend. Hold on the line. Thank you for listening to uh, WGN. Grab his info, and we'll send him out a grill. That is great.